You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, Andre! Don't tell me! Everybody and welcome to Hit the Books, the only realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the Mustache Mountain Meatball Kid. I had it and then I lost it, Mikey Manfredi. <laughs> Mikey, how are you doing? Mustache Mountain, Mikey Manfredi would have just been fine. <laughs> I I was going to do that. Well, no, originally, so I was going to do Mustache Mountain. And I was like, that's gimmick infringement. So then I changed it to, I was going to do mustache meatball. And then I was like, that doesn't make any sense as I'm saying it. So then I was, I switched the mountain, but I want to keep meatball. But then I was like, this doesn't make sense as a word. And then I did through kid in there. And then I said your name. And then now we're here. We are mustache meatball. Wasn't that bad. <sighs> yeah, it's fine. I guess Mikey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I am ready to ready to book. I'm ready to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> so I think second time's the charm. We should probably talk about what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. So can you explain what happened? <laughs> so we recorded an episode a few days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And our audio was kind of messed up. Um, yeah. We got a lot of our audio dropped out and we couldn't really salvage it in the edit. So we're here doing it again. Uh, but we actually have the whole card book this time. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. We, we've written out basically like, like, like you said, we've written on their entire card based on that last recording. We don't feel the need to redo it all mainly because this is sort of now this recording itself is last minute. So mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, spend all that time rethinking everything and redoing everything just to change it all up. Especially a lot of these storylines we want to keep and continue. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing we definitely have to keep, Mikey, that I'm not sure if you realize, but <laughs> we'll talk about later. That sucks. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so it's going to be interesting. It, it's a different sort of like format where we've pre-booked and we're here to tell you what is happening on SmackDown Live, I guess. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of exciting. Um, but first, before we start, Mikey, um, we are in that post PP view, that PP view uh, uh, episodes um, where we have to talk about stats. We have to talk about our numbers, excitement, bookings, top five, bottom fives. How is our roster looking based on our audience? So I think when you said PP view, you didn't realize how weird that sounds. I think I did, and I think I did it on purpose, but I'll never tell. Wink. <laughs> this is an audio medium, Mikey. I gotta, I gotta say my winks now. <laughs> uh, but I, I <laughs> but starting off, Mikey, let's talk about some stats. I got a new stat for you, mm-hmm. and basically, we're calling it major uppers and downers. Mm-hmm. Uppers and downers is the name of this game, and this game is drug related. <laughs> Just just uh, like all of our roster, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, so basically what that means is that I... Obviously, excitement booking scores are a huge, important thing when it comes to us and how our audience views what we are doing. Uh, so I've uh, done before, I've combined those numbers into what I called draw power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that to get an actual, like, real number. And basically, I've been tracking that and seeing how far down, how far up people have gone since the previous pay-per-view, the PP-view, if you will. Okay. So I have a list of a couple major downers and major uppers, because obviously everyone's moved slightly. But I have a list of people. Mikey, where do you want to start? Major downers? Uh, I guess let's start with the bad news and work our way up to the good news. So That's always a good thing. 
Um, major downers, people that are least down 0.07. I guess, I guess, I guess you could say down 7% in a way. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll frame it like percentages. Um, it's hard to tell because uh, in terms of scale here, Mikey, I think the largest down is 11 or 13%, Yikes. while the biggest up is 7%. Yikes. So people are so, dropping faster than they're rising. True, but uh, when it comes to scale, I just want to like set that up as the, our goalposts. But yeah, you're right. Uh, our, to- our average across the board was down 2%. Um, so, you know, we went down in this quarter in this pay-per-view cycle, which is not great, but we persevere. We move on. So let's talk about the major downers, people that are down at least 7%. We'll start off Bianca Belair down 9%. Yikes. The Iconics down 11%. Yikes. Braun Strowman down 7%. Jeff Hardy down 10%. The Usos down 8%. And Natalia down 13%. Woof. That's bad. Yeah, so thoughts. Analysis and thoughts of about this, Mikey. So I think it sucks that Natalia's going down that, like that uh, right now, especially with the push we've been trying to give her. Um, and it sucks that our women's tag team champions are going down as well. There's, there's a couple here that really stand out to me. Natalia being obviously the worst. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 hurts, you know, the fact seeing that like Natalia, someone that we've been pushing, is down so much. Is the 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 farthest farthest down. It's yeah. almost as if as we've been pushing her, she's been dropping. Uh the iconics, like you said, also not great. You know, our women's tag team champions, not great. Bianca Belair is someone that stands out to me, but obviously she's fairly new, so her numbers change a lot faster, if that makes sense. Like, they're more uh, erratic mm-hmm. in their changes because, you know, she like, she has fewer numbers to average out. Uh, and Braun Strowman worries me, being down 7%. Braun Strowman worries me. Um Mainly because he's been winning all these matches in WWE Championship Tournament, and we've been pushing him a little bit for the WWE title and he's down. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that, that worried me. That worries me. I terrifies me to my core. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these major uppers. Let's talk about the downside out the window, going up to the upside, major uppers, Mikey. These are people that are at least up 5%. So we got three people, which is not great, but three people starting up 5% Roman Reigns, up 6% Ruby Riot and up 7% Shayna Baszler. I like that Shayna Baszler and Ruby Riot are rising. Right? Right? That that literally goes to show that like that feud is good. Yeah. Is what this tells me. Yeah. Their 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 heat going in the SummerSlam is is heating up, I guess. Mhm. Mhm. And Roman Reigns, in a surprising turn, also up 5%. I didn't expect Roman to be going up. And maybe, Mikey, Vince McMahon is a genius. Maybe we were wrong all along. We, <laughs> The signs were on the raw, raw, Mr. Police Officer. <laughs> all the signs, you had all the clues. Roman is a god. Roman is good. Roman is good. Roman is great. Roman is god. <laughs> But yes, uh, those are our major uppers and downers. So I'm interested to see where that goes in SummerSlam. Because obviously, you know, that's like one data point out of a graph. So we really want to get a better idea around SummerSlam. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, uh, Yeah, so where that goes moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk top five, bottom fives of our men's and women's division. Of course, we take that drawing power. We average it out with their record and get a total ranking list for individual superstars. And we separate that into their men's and women's top five, bottom fives. Mikey, let's talk about the, let's talk about the women's division, right? Let's talk about the women's division. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I previously sent you a text message picture, which we'll tweet out at hit the books pod or Twitter. Uh, I, I texted you a picture of our total women's ranking list, Yep. but we'll go through, we'll go through it here. Uh, our tier list, our our tier maker list. Um, basically, what it is is that on the bottom, 
number, what is it? I'm trying to find the picture I sent you. Number, what is it? Out of 14 people, number 14, Dana Brooke. Yep. Number 13, Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. Number 12, Zelina Vega. Number eight, nine, the Iconics. Not 10? I lost track. And the one above them, Tamina. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, yes, uh, that is our bottom five. I I, I started mixing up, uh, not mixing up, but putting together tag teams that are right next to each other. Mm -hmm. Because, like, like the Iconics, just because, like, well, you know, they're a tag team. Yeah. But, yes, that's our bottom five. Top five, Mikey being number five, Sheena Baszler. Number four, Naomi. Number three, Carmella. Number two, Nia Jax. And number one, Charlotte Flair. Thoughts on that, Mikey? Um, I think that makes sense. Uh, Nia Jax is interesting to me because we haven't really been doing much with her. So it's interesting. I guess her 24-7 run was a big push. I like to think that night, that 24-7 title <laughs> jumped her up a bunch. I mean, yeah. she jumped up two points since last or two ranking spots since last pay-per-view. So I like to imagine that 24-7 title really bumped her up. Yeah, I guess so. Um, interesting to note uh, is that um, Ruby Riot has left the bottom five since the last pay-per-view cycle, and Sheena Baszler has joined the top five in, since the last pay-per-view cycle. Go, another thing pointing out how their feud has been good for business. Oh, yeah. Not only that, uh, but also talking about bad news, uh, Natalia dropped from number two overall to, what was it, number seven overall. Interesting. Dropping five whole slots. Five whole bookings. <laughs> She's lost five bookings uh, since then. But yeah, uh, those are our win- women's top five, bottom fives. Uh, we'll tweet out the overall tier maker type list on our twitter again at hit the books pod mikey let's move on to the men's division let's do it men's division bottom five all the way to the bottom tucker bummer right above him is apollo cruz okay above that otis like i know i said it before that the i'm gonna combine tag teams but since they're separated by apollo cruz i kept them separated here mm-hmm. then we have jeff hardy and then we have andrade rounding out the bottom five Yep. Uh, Jeff Hardy Andrade being very disconcerned with me. I'm very unhappy about that, especially Andrade. Yeah, we could we need to start doing better by them. And then in our top five, we have number five, the Usos. Number four, Cesaro. Number three, Dan Bryan. Number two, Finn Balor. And number one, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, of course, being on a three-pay-per-view cycle number one streak. He's big. He's our biggest draw. He is our biggest draw. And, you know, they're obviously they've been with us since the very beginning, Mikey. So there, there is at least, you know, a little bit of a uh, blockade that they're creating. Yeah. Um, but there are it should be noted. There are people that are rising up the ranks that are close to maybe defeating those people. And by that, I mean, like number I said, number five was the Usos. Number six and seven, right behind them, or six, seven, eight, Ricochet, Miz, and Dunn. Ricochet and Dunn being the NXT call-ups. They've been pushed to the moon, Mikey. Dunn and Ricochet are two of our fastest risers, I think. Like, mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't really say on the uppers that they're rising fast, I think they're two of our fastest rising people. I think I, I think it doesn't necessarily say that they're rising fast in the uppers and downers, mainly because they've had consistently high scores. So they're not dropping significantly or raising significantly. Yeah. They're just like being significantly good. Yeah. They've just been consistently solid. good, yeah. Consistently, that's the better word to use. Uh, also right behind them by you know, right behind Pete Dunn by three slots is Velveteen Dream, another NXT superstar. That's been called up. So literally in that whole second row of six people, we have, I think it's just all of our NXT call-ups. Or I guess Heavy Machinery is also an NXT call-up and they're dead last. But (laughs) besides that, (laughs) besides them, uh, we're we're building. We're we're going. Yeah, for sure. 
So yes, those are top five, bottom fives in the pay-per-view cycle. I'm very interested to see where we go in SummerSlam, especially since we don't have a lot of time to build the SummerSlam. I don't expect much movement. Uh, and maybe these people, maybe the women's division a little bit. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Natalia mm-hmm. may drop into the bottom five, maybe, based on her trends. Yeah. But uh, I'm interested to see where this goes, especially with the WWE Championship Tournament rounding up Mikey. Oh, yeah. We're about to get to the end of that. We got the finals coming up at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So seeing who may break into the top five could be interesting. Yeah. But speaking of, of all of that, Mikey, let's get to booking. So one question for you, Mikey, is I already asked it before on a different lost episode. So I'm going to ask it again, Mikey. I'm going to simply ask, are you ready? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all shape, ability, and gender. Oh, let's get ready to book it. I did lots of hand signs with you. <laughs> I, I, was really, I was really shaking the arms and going crazy with it. I loved it. <laughs> so, Mikey, like we talked about at the start of the show, we already previously booked this card. Uh, it's a new little format, kind of, mainly because of computer technical difficulty stuff. But we've already rebooked the card. Or, sorry, already booked the card, I should say. Yep. So we're not rebooking it here. What we're doing is just we already we're just going to read out what we've done. Yeah. And maybe make some minor changes if if need be. Yep. I think that's fair to say. So let's walk through. Maybe we'll go we'll go segment by segment. We'll switch off on reading these segments out loud, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll open up seeing as I see what match number one is. So I'll open up here. Uh, we're opening up SmackDown Live with Finn Balor, the, the demonless Finn Balor, returning to SmackDown Live following his return at Stomping Grounds. He's asked the question in an interview, where have you been? Simply, where have you been? Balor says that he's been doing a lot of reflecting. After his match at Backlash, it's been tough. It made him realize that maybe... He's been relying on the demon a little too much. And he thought, you know, maybe he can prove that the man, Finn Balor, was ready. So when GM Page called him up and asked if he could face Daniel Bryan at stomping grounds, he thought it was the chance to redeem the man, Finn Balor. But obviously that that wasn't the case since he lost to Daniel Bryan. But here's the thing. He's back. He's not giving up. Those losses won't stop him from getting his title back, the WWE Championship. And if it means starting at the bottom, then so be it. Then some music plays. And whose music plays, Mikey? None other than Velveteen Dream, who comes out and says, I don't believe you, Finn. I think the demon's still in there. It's dormant. And I wanted to come out because you've only used the demon against the best of the best, and I am the best of the best. I am the dream. The dream is the best. So where is it, Finn? Bring out the demon. Balor responds saying the demon is gone for good, but if you want to match the man, Finn Balor is happy to oblige. Dream says that he only does matches on his terms, and his terms are the dream, the demon, and SummerSlam. Show up if you're man enough. And that is the end of that segment. Mikey, thoughts? Closer, maybe some changes? What are you thinking? I like the segment. I like I like Balor coming back. I like Dream giving him a challenge because Balor and Dream sounds like an awesome feud that we can have for a while. Um, and the build is there. It's just Dream make, wanting him to bring out the demon, but Finn obviously can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I was thinking about, like, you know, where we can go with Balor after this. And it's just sort of like, man, because I think it's fair to say that, like, at some point the demon's going to return, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's wrestling, of course. I mean, never, you know. It may be gone, but it's not dead. It's not quote unquote dead. So yeah. I was like, I was like just sitting there, sitting back and thinking about like, man, how would we ever get the demon back? Of course, there's a there's a rematch against McIntyre with the demon on the line, mm-hmm. right? There's, um, I thought of a wild pitch, Mikey. <laughs> oh yeah, what do you got? I thought of um. Finn Balor getting the demon back via the Lycan reincarnation. Interesting. Now that now that that could be fuck we, wild. Yeah, now that we have um 
you know, the Woken Warriors Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Woken Matt Hardy return. That means the Lake of Reincarnation that I just chosen. I was like, man, what if he got it? What if he got it back via the Lake of Reincarnation? Man, you know what could have been cool? What? If he actually lost a demon in real life and he like beat the fiend and then Finn Balor became like, like absorbed the fiend from Bray Wyatt. That would be interesting. That could be really cool. Because in the in like a WWE comic, it kind of shows how he got the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like he beat a demon in a fight and he absorbed mm-hmm. the essence of the of that demon. And that's how he got the demon. I forgot exactly how it was, but that was basically the, the synopsis. That we could basically in a way almost do that in our universe, right? I mean I mean I would imagine that we, we have the family Bray Wyatt. I imagine that's gonna that family version of Bray Wyatt that we created is going to morph more into like a family current Bray Wyatt-esque circus type Mm -hmm. (laughs) circus kid show. Um, You know, so like there's an argument about like Finn Balor never having the demon, but then absorbing sister Abigail. That could be interesting. That's an interesting feud. But of course, families on raw Finn's on SmackDown. Uh, But it's, that's all, that's all crazy to think about. Um, Oh, they just sent me the, the demon, the comic book. Yeah, I sent you the page where he like does the thing. You know, he does the thing. Yeah, it's like the few pages where he fights the Demon King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a great. Is Boom Comics still existing? I don't know. I thought I heard somewhere that they are no longer making WB Comics. I'm not sure if that's true because I also thought I saw like a WrestleMania, like, like a comic book thing. First page. What's the cover? <laughs> That's the word. There it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ryan. Uh, but yeah, so I was just thinking about like you know how to get how to get the demon back. Obviously, he's not. I don't think he's going to have it necessarily for this feud. Who knows? Maybe he can get it back real quick. We do have Matt Hardy, so maybe he can get it back next week. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where we're going with that. But obviously, we're starting out the build of Dream versus Balor, and I'm excited about that. Mikey, what's up with the next card? All right, next up on the card, we got Shayna Baszler versus Tamina. Uh, she checked. Sorry, my lights just flickered. That was weird. <laughs> it's the demon. <laughs> it's the, de- <laughs> the fiend is here. <laughs> I would be terrified to see the fiend in real life, quite honestly. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, okay, so next up we have Tamina versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Tamina asked for this match after Shayna Baszler attacked her backstage last week. Uh, Shayna Baszler was letting out her anger towards Ruby Riot, as we know. Um, so we just have a match. Shayna Baszler versus Tamina. Shayna Baszler beats Tamina. And again, my lights flickered. What the fuck? I'm telling you, you're going to be possessed soon. If you get possessed <laughs> during this episode, Mikey, I, I, I hope at least that the possession can like stop your editing, stop your recording, and send over your files or something so I can handle it before it starts killing other people. Yeah, I hope so. I just <laughs> hope this light doesn't... So these lights kind of like can they're on a track in my room because it's like my room is like used to be part of the garage. So, Interesting. Yeah. It's, okay. It, it, the, the people before us fixed, did that. Um, okay. And so my lights are on a track and I have one light that came off. So I don't mm-hmm. I just don't want this light to fall on my head. Really? Oh, by came off, you mean fell off the ceiling? No, I took it. I took it off because okay, oh but, my they, but they come off pretty easily, is what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, interesting. Because I literally tried to adjust the light and it just popped out, and I was like, "Oh, good." Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, light falls in your head immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, Tamina versus Shayna Baszler. Following the match after Baszler wins. Uh, Baszler says that Riot's win at Stomping Grounds was a fluke and that she wants another match at SummerSlam and she wants it to be a last woman standing match at SummerSlam. So, yeah. Versus, of course, Ruby Riot. Versus, of course, Ruby Riot, yes. Not Tamina. Not Tamina. Versus, of course, Ruby Riot. 
I like this. I like this uh, sort of addition. Of course, uh, I think we you had a different sort of opening with this f- match because it, it wasn't quite a match. I think it was like something else, like a backstage something. And then oh. I used a a veto to change it. But um, I like it. I like I like the adi- the addition. Um, I like the idea of doing the match again, but as a last woman standing, especially with how it ended. I think I said like. I pitched the idea of doing it as a steel cage match, you know, the reverse of a false count anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it being last woman standing because how that false count anywhere match is, is that if, if that match was a last woman standing at stomping grounds, they both would have lost. Yeah. It, but be, simply because of it being false count anywhere and because of how the finish was, then, you know, then, that's how Ruby Riot won. And obviously Shayna Baszler think will think that's a fluke because she wants to prove that she can take her out for good for at least, I guess, 10 seconds. <laughs> so we'll find out who can win that at SummerSlam. Oh yeah. Let's move right along to our next matchup, Mikey. We have a 20, the inaugural, <laughs> the first ever inaugural, the, the the I guess technically this is the third <laughs> the third inaugural Heath Slater twenty four seven championship callout. Incredible. The third ever inaugural twenty four seven Heath Slater championship callout, and uh, who he calls out is none other than, as we found out, Keith Lee. Crazy. Raw superstar Keith Lee, of course, going to Raw in our draft. Keith Lee came out. Uh, the match was very quick. Keith Slater thought about leaving the the ring. You know, he he was calling it off. Then he turned around to just be like, you know what? I'm I'm going for it. I'm going for it. And then as he went for it, Keith Lee saw that saw that happening. Uh, then reversed that into a pounce, pinned Keith Slater, retained the twenty four seven championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this thought, Mikey, after this episode about how the difference between our SmackDown brand, um, like the difference between our SmackDown brand 24-7 championship stuff versus the Raw brand 24-7 championship stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I mean by that is we do a lot of comedy with our 24-7 title where you're looking at the previous reigns of the 24-7 championship being Keith Lee, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. They're most likely having real-ass matches over this title. <laughs> we're over here doing comedy. I don't think that's bad. I don't think it's bad. Honestly, I think it's great. Like, I'm, would, I'm a huge fan of that because, like... I like the fact that, like, on one brand, it's considered a... I'm not sure what that does for the title or what, but I like how on one brand it is, like, this... this It has a little bit of prestige or whatever, and on the other brand, it's just you've got this fun little idiot, Heath Slater, trying to call out the biggest dudes and lady uh, that he can accidentally every single time. Yeah, Heath Slater is basically our Drake Maverick, like... Yeah, I, and I kind of like that. I kind of like because it's also like funnier to me with Heath Slater getting his ass beat by all these people. Yeah, that if if it was like you know, if it was like Heath Slater versus Titus O'Neil as twenty four seven championship, then I don't. Then whatever. Then it loses its prestige. You know, it mm-hmm. loses that sort of like because it, it's not as funny. What's funny is that is Heath Slater is always a crazy person, and whoever he is wrestling is the straight man is is the the big hoss the big technical superstar the big um the first ever woman to hold a title uh sorry kelly kelly um the you know whatever whatever it is Mm -hmm. former universal champion samoa joe um which that is a fact in our universe yeah um i think it's interesting i like i like i like hearing about it me too Okay, cool. When we come back, Mikey, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we will read out the rest of our pre-booked card and talk about what we're doing. Talk about what's happening. Go into intricate detail. We haven't made any changes yet, Mikey, but let's see if any more 
potentially happens with what we have. I'm excited. Let's see what happens. We'll be right back. And we are back, Mikey. We have been pre we we haven't haven't been booking this. We've been we pre booked for the first time ever. We've pre booked on our show an interesting turn of events. I'm I'm excited to see due to technical difficulties. Due to technical difficulties, how are you liking it, Mikey? So far, well, let's take a quick peek behind the curtain, real quick. How do you how do you liking this pre booking so far? Um, it's interesting for sure. It definitely makes everything go quicker because we're already three three like segments and matches down and. We're only a half hour in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, show is much f- shorter. Yeah, but much more concise mm-hmm. show. A lot, lot, lot less pausing because we have something to talk about, I guess. Where mm-hmm. the other one is like we're making things up on the fly. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of liking it. Yeah, but let's see. If you like it, audience, if, or if our listeners like it, Mikey, then I say... You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we diverge. Maybe, maybe this is the new. Maybe this is the new thing. Maybe SummerSlam rolls around and we got a whole new thing. Oh yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll think about. It. We'll talk about. But well, let's let's continue where we left off. And where did we leave off, Mikey? We left off at uh, our second segment of the night after our show opener. Uh, we had Natalia cuts a promo where she's uh, where she says she's had enough of Charlotte Flair thinking she's better than everybody else. Tired of her thinking she's the queen just because she's a flair. And that at SummerSlam, she's going to take the championship away from her. Uh, and then Bianca Belair has heard enough of Natalia talking and comes out and challenges Natalia to a match. Says Natalia should put her money where her mouth is and that if she thinks she's the best and deserves a shot at the title, then to fight me and see if you can beat me. I like. I want to say like Bianca says something like if if you think if you think if she thinks I like Bianca. Okay, this is I guess the first first possible change. Maybe not a pain change, but just an addition. Mm. I like Bianca Belair saying like if you think you're the best and you think or like and you think she's the best, but you and you think you're the best, then none of y'all has faced the EST of ST SDL. Mm. EST of SDL is that a thing? Maybe I don't know mm-hmm. something like that. Like you know, just calling out. I, I want it to be like she has. It just doesn't flow as well. It doesn't flow as well as EST of NXT, but it's something. Or you know, it's the EST. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you think you're the best, she, you, if Natalia. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is like Bianca Belair is saying like she's picking issue of both Charlotte Flair and Natalia because mm-hmm. both of them saying that they're the best. Where Bianca's like, y'all haven't faced me i was the est of nxt and i've come to the blue brand to spread that wealth you know spread that spread that career defining superstar you know whatever whatever i like the idea of bianca being having issue with both of them in a way if that makes sense your lights just flickered again and i think you're i think is mikey here's a question for you is your house um, or at least your room uh, on top of an ancient Indian burial ground. Shit, you know what? It might be. <laughs> I, I got the floor plans right here. And look at that. Of your, of your place. Look at that. The grave of... No, you know what? Never. I'm not even going to say a name because it's going to sound very racially insensitive. But... <laughs> very good save, Mikey. <laughs> Uh, let's go into the next match, which was the actual match, Natalia versus Bianca Belair. This one you had, you had Charlotte Flair on commentary as the match was about to start. Charlotte Flair, our SmackDown Live Women's Champion, comes out to join the commentary table. And of course, probably play some mind games towards Natalia. Um, Natalia ends up getting the victory here, having Bianca Belair tap out into the sharpshooter. But following the match, Charlotte Flair attacks Natalia from behind, puts her in the figure eight. But interesting enough, Natalia does not tap out here. She refuses to, but her knee has taken significant damage. Yeah. She refuses to tap out until she refuses to tap out and then security comes and separates them. 
Mm-hmm. Separates the two. Natalia has taken significant damage. Charles Flair has got the the advantage going into this match with Natalia being taken a little bit of a knee issue, leg issue. But that is a good point. Natalia did not tap. Mm-hmm. Are we still comfortable with Bianca Belair being tapped out by Natalia? I think it's fine because I think it just it doesn't hurt Bianca that much. Like it hurts Bianca a little bit, but not too much where we can't recover, you know, because it is Natalia. She has been in the business for God knows how long now. Right. Mm-hmm. And she did train under like Bret Hart and Anvil and she's a specialist. She's a specialist at this, you know, mm-hmm. she's, she's a bona fide legend at this point. Exactly. So I think it's fine that Bianca taps out to Natalia because Natalia is, really good at doing submission holds that's true I, I like to imagine that this match is sort of is not one-sided yeah no no for sure not i think i don't want to say but i also don't want to say that like natalia is able to eke out the victory i just think it's like you know it's very even natalia just happens to win yeah just to preserve bianca's est-ness yeah. if you will EST of ST of EST of SDL, Mikey. EST of SDL. EST of SDL. Are you just saying it until it sounds good? Yes. EST of SDL. Okay. It's something. There's some there's something there, Mikey. I'm not sure if it's that, but there's something there. Alright, next up. We have the Woken Warriors come on screen. Interesting, right? It's been a while since we've seen them. No, I'm just kidding. We saw them last week. <laughs> Woken Warriors come on screen and Matt Hardy says he's been gone for far too long and despite putting his Woken brilliance away in the lake of reincarnation it seems it's time to come back it seems it's come back into the universe not just in him but in his obsolete mule brother Nero Matt Hardy says the tag team division has gotten caught in the lake of re- in the lake of reincarnation <laughs> Nope, I tried something. This is not written well. I tried <laughs> something, but it like didn't it's work. not making any sense. I tried something, it didn't work. Uh, Matt Hardy says that the tag team division uh, has got has is blah, blah, blah. what is what is, the, the sentence itself? It's doesn't not make the, any sense it's right. not the sentence. It's the fact that I just can't fucking talk right now. Matt Hardy says it's time for some rehabilitation in the tag team division, and the Woken Warriors want in. Matt Hardy says that at SummerSlam, the authors of Pain will meet with the legends of old, Matt and Jeff Hardy. And at SummerSlam, we have authors of Pain versus Matt and Jeff, the Woken Warriors for the Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. I'll, I want to do a slight change here, Mikey. I like to imagine this match takes, not match, takes place. This promo segment takes place on the Hardy compound right outside the Lake of Reincarnation. I like it. Just as a setting, as just a reminder. Okay. Um, but yeah, thoughts on the segment? I like it. I think it's good. I think it's a good Woken Warrior segment. It's it's a cool comeback for SummerSlam. It's a cool like legend spot for SummerSlam for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going for for tag division, brother. A little, a little. I mean, <laughs> we we can talk about it before. I think we talked about it before about what our legend spot was going to be. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did. We were, it was what was it going to be? Uh, Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against The Undertaker. Yeah, which would have been really cool. And then it didn't happen because drugs happened. Bummer. I don't know why Drew McIntyre heading into that match decided to. I guess not even heading into the match, but you know, knowing that the match is down the pipeline, decided to take some sort of performance enhancing drug to prepare for a. 60 year old man <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yikes even then his his previous opponents would have been jeff hardy and cesaro not cesaro jeff hardy and uh ray mysterio or what he's thinking drew yeah i don't know what's going on in drew's head there god dang it ah i'm starting to get a vince mcmahon impression this raspy ass voice ah <laughs> I like how Vince McMahon's impressions are just like raspy, like weird grunt, breathy grunts. Basically. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, let's oh, talk about the next Roman, match. Don't be Brock up for the Universal Championship. <laughs> 
Heath Slater. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you got a better Vince impression than I do. The the so fun fact about the Nazis, Mikey. No one in my family can do an impression, <laughs> like of anything. Interesting. Just, it's so bad. <laughs> like it, all of us cannot do an impression in any capacity. I don't know what it is. I don't know how that. Maybe doing impressions are a genetic thing because it's just none of us can do them. Yeah, it's incredibly rough out in the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your for your loss. moving right along we got the wwe championship tournament the vacant championship tournament round two matchup of roman reigns roman roman versus the miz the miz of course coming out with his protege braun Strowman. now this match is an interesting one match interesting match mikey because constantly during this match Roman is able to hold off the Miz, hold off Strowman. Strowman trying to help the Miz get the victory because that's what Strowman's been here for, basically. Um, the Miz not helping Strowman as much because he is Strowman. Um, he is Strowman. But, he know, doesn't need much help. He doesn't need much help. And and I think maybe Strowman coming to this match is a little upset about it. But of but eventually Roman Reigns gets the victory, gets the pinfall off to, over the Miz. You know, defending, fighting off Braun Strowman. Uh, now, following the match, Miz gets very upset and very angry at Braun Strowman, calling him an idiot. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to change it slightly. Calling him an idiot mm-hmm. for ha- causing him to lose the match. This probably sets off Braun Strowman. Your lights flickered again. This probably sets off Braun Strowman uh, by being called an idiot by the Miz because Strowman doesn't think he's an idiot. So Strowman scoops him up, running off the ropes, power slam the Miz. Straight through the canvas. <laughs> uh, and, and Miz Strowman, Strowman seems to have broken up. Yeah. This seems to be the end of Strowman's. The end of Strowman's, which I don't think, do we ever call them Strowman's? Your lights are flickering a butt ton, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening over there? I don't know. It might be the end of this light bulb. Like the, is like it Nosferatu? Yeah, I don't know. It's a classic SpongeBob reference. Nosferatu. So, thoughts on this, Mikey? Roman Reigns picks up the victory. Of course, Braun Strowman is still in the championship tournament, now presumably Mizless. Yeah. But Braun Strowman next week will be facing Pete Dunne, while Roman Reigns will be facing the either Kofi Kingston or Daniel Bryan, which we'll talk about in a second. Thoughts on Roman Reigns moving forward? Are all those guys moving forward? Thoughts on that, Mikey? Um, I think the Miz Strowman breakup was good. Uh, people were not really into the team, I don't think. Um, I think it could be good for both of them because now we can get a nice Miz Strowman feud after SummerSlam going, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get Roman Reigns a push. Just like I intended. <laughs> uh, uh, two things. One, uh, it, it. I like how we are using Roman. You know, like, has it ever felt that we've pushed Roman to the moon, or Roman has been the central focal point of our roster, like? I know, like, people like, complain all the time about, like, oh, Roman being pushed and he's, Vince is all hyped on Roman and, and all this crap. But it doesn't, does it ever feel like Roman, like, it do, does it feel like we're, we've been pushing Roman that huge? Uh, so I don't think we've been pushing him like crazy, but we have been giving, we have been kind of doing something like that because we've been like, like, whenever a thing with Roman comes up, we're like, oh, yeah, it's Roman. Of course he wins. You know, like, we do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not technically pushing Roman, but I feel like when we talk about him and, like, winning a match, it's like, oh, yeah, he wins because he's Roman. Like, of course he won the match, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we are... I don't really know how to explain it. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's... we We don't... We aren't pushing Roman, but when it ha- when he has a match, he wins. Yeah, and it's like it's it's because like his reason our reason for him winning is because like oh yeah because he's Roman of course he wins the match 
Mm-hmm. You know, so like we're kind of pushing him in like that kind of way. But I, I guess really what that says is that we're sort of taking we're sort of taking that idea of like of um Superman Roman, you know. And, yeah, and having him bleed through this universe. I mean looking at his record, Mikey, he is six three and one. He has defeated in competition Strowman uh uh Daniel Bryan twice, the Miz twice the Velveteen Dream twice, Ricochet once. He has lost to Miz and Brian, where he's been pinned by Miz and Brian. Mm-hmm. So there are people that are like around him, but it's like, you know, Roman. I don't know. It's like he's getting pushed, but also not getting. It's very interesting how are you how are you using Roman. But I kind of like it. I kind of like it because it's not like because if you scale that back, it's like. Roman is like being a getting secret pushed, yeah, in a way. He's silently being pushed, yeah. Like you, because you, with that being said, like you know, he won the fatal four way to get into Money in the Bank, which he then lost, but you know, it's he's he's done well. It's almost as if like Roman Reigns has been like a solid mid card act, upper mid card act, yeah, for sure. Um, you could you can make the argument for him winning the whole thing, quite frankly. I think so. Want to move on to the next segment? Yeah. Oh, I remember what the second thing I had to say was. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about it here, Mikey. So we rolled the randomizer. (laughs) Yeah. Last time we booked this. Uh, And and we got... We got something bad. Yeah, something pretty bad. Uh, We pulled a... What was it? A major injury. Yeah. Yeah, a major injury. And that major injury was suffered by the Miz during this matchup. I don't know what it was, of course. But Miz is out. Twelve weeks, in fact. Oh yeah. A whole three months. Three months. A whole twelve weeks. He's back around the same time Naomi is. But he has gone past SummerSlam, past, I believe, the next two pay per views. If I remember correctly, he's coming back as on our build to Survivor Series. But uh, the Miz, Miz is gone. Miz got injured during this match. We'll talk about it here. Not great. Not great. Not happy about it. Um, it is what it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's one less person at our disposal. We have with McIntyre out, Miz gone. We only have five heels. Andrade, Rusev, Brian, Cesaro, and Young. Yeah. So maybe we should consider turning someone heel. I guess Dream is sort of the tweener. Yeah, I, yeah, he could be either one. And he's definitely the heel in the feud. For sure. But uh so I guess there's that, but maybe we need like a more permanent heel of some sort. Who knows? Maybe it's Heath Slater. I don't know. <laughs> he done. Pete Dunne is a heel. Rey Mysterio is a heel. Let's book it. Rey Mysterio as a heel. Let's do it. Um, okay, finally, Mikey. What's next up? Right, let's back to where we are. Let's, what's next up on the segment list? Next up on the segment list, we got the Iconics calling out any competitors, any challengers from any brand to come out tonight for a match at SummerSlam. And who answers? The Country Club. Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan. Come out. The inaugural ch- women's tag team champions. The inaugural women's tag team champions come out, challenge the Iconics to a match at SummerSlam, and the Iconics accept. Yeah, the, it, this match is interesting. Iconics versus the Country Club. I'm interested. What was your reason for choosing the Country Club? We didn't talk about it before, but what was your reason for choosing the Country Club? Of course, you had any team in SmackDown, which we don't have teams per se, uh, any team on Raw. And you had any team you could have created in NXT. Why Why go with the Country Club? So I went with the Country Club because I liked the fact that they've been the champions before. Okay. And I think they are already a credible threat to the Iconics. And um, I just like Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan a lot. That's Those are pretty fair reasons. I do like the dynamic of the Iconics versus the Country Club. Like thinking about it in my head, just the dynamic of those four characters. Yeah. 
like it's very like you know country club is sort of down and dirty yeah the iconics are not that yeah (laughs) they're more high and mighty yeah in a way so that sort of i I like that dynamic and i'm interested to see where we can go with that dynamic Mm -hmm. moving forward maybe going into SummerSlam, maybe post SummerSlam. who knows because we know that after SummerSlam, mikey i take over the women's division yes you do you got it it's back back in your hands you get the tag teams maybe you can revitalize heavy machinery i'll try my best or the the ascension or whatever i don't know whatever my best english and elias who knows uh god your lights okay moving on finally in our main event mikey it is another round two matchup for the wb championship tournament it is kofi kingston versus daniel bryan they've had a small little feud building up to this match that i quite enjoyed um but we what happened in this match Uh, this match is it's not one-sided but daniel bryan definitely has a consistent advantage i would say that you know kofi kingston whenever he starts coming back he you know he gets momentum back but then daniel bryan always cuts, cuts him off yeah and in the theme of this match is not only that but also daniel bryan constantly goes for pins constantly goes for uh submissions kofi always able to kick out to the point where this gets annoying and and gets daniel bryan angry uh, and at one point, Brian puts the LaBelle lock on Kofi Kingston. Kofi goes to the ropes. However, Brian keeps the LaBelle lock on. He's had enough. He wants, he, he is so enthralled with defeating Kofi Kingston, keep defeating what he deems as part of the disease in WWE, Kofi Kingston's, you know, lifestyle or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's, he, the 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 pancakes the cereal the trombone it's it's this isn't wrestling this isn't professional wrestling it's it's a it's a cartoon you know it's the disease so he keeps that label lock on despite kofi getting the rope break the referee decides to disqualify daniel bryan who just continues getting mad at this you know he attacks the referees and people uh you know push him off or somewhere bryan goes back to the label lock uh, on Kofi Kingston. It's just all out bad. Dan Bryan uh, gets the DQ finish here. Uh, you know, he just leaves to a chorus of boos, leaving Kofi Kingston in completely hurt in the wake. But that does mean because it's a DQ finish, Kofi Kingston picked up the victory. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say picked up the victory. Maybe he received a victory would actually probably be a better word. Oh, yeah. So Kofi Kingston got that victory card and he is moving on in WWE championship tournament to have a match next week against the big dog. Roman Burner. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, Roman, this is your yard. I'm Roman. Bennett. Uh, so it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Mikey thoughts on that main event matchup. Uh, I think it's a great matchup. We've seen it before. We know they could be good together in the ring, and it's an awesome matchup. So I remember when we were talking about like booking this, uh, booking this matchup. We had difficulty in deciding who the victor would be. Right? Yeah. It basically came down to was like we maybe prefer Kofi to pick up the victory, but we but also don't we, want to hurt Daniel Bryan. Yes, we we like the. I mean, at this point, especially if the Miz gone, Daniel Bryan is our best heel. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't want him to get hurt by being pinned by Kofi Kingston. Because if he's saying that this is the disease, then Daniel Bryan shouldn't be looking like a fool by getting pinned. Now, does he look like a fool by getting disqualification? Maybe, but I think the kind of disqualification that this is... Uh, serves well for the Brian character that we have going. Yeah, I agree. So that is our card, Mikey. We went through it, we pre-booked it, and we went through the card. Thoughts top-down side. What are your thoughts, Mikey? I thought this was a very good card. I thought it was a very strong card. Uh, we have a lot of setup for SummerSlam, a lot of build. Uh, we have Finn Balor coming back, giving his explanation as to why he's back. We got the Woken Warriors doing a nice promo. 
uh, Roman Reigns and Miz having a good match, Kofi Kingston and Bryan having a good match. I just think it's a good card all around. It also should be said, Mikey, is that we announced who our champions are on the Raw side going into SummerSlam. Yes. I want to just touch on that real quick. Going into SummerSlam, our champions are as follows for the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Colognes. Finally relevant. For the United States Championship and also Mr. Money in the Bank. So interested to see where that happens. Randy Orton. Interesting. For the Raw Women's Championship, we have Sasha Banks. And for the Universal Championship, we have Brock Lenzer. Those are our champions going in. Next episode, we'll find out who their challengers are. Yeah, it doesn't matter because Brock will win. But I'm excited to see who it could be. I hope it's Titus O'Neil. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Shout out to the Gators. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. So that leaves us with this card. Next week will be Braun Strowman versus Pete Dunne in the semifinal matchup for the vacant WWE Championship Tournament. Mm-hmm. Joining them in a semifinals matchup. A second and a second semifinals matchup is Kofi Kingston versus Roman Reigns. We also teased Ruby Riot answering Shayna Baszler's challenge into SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So we have some final things. Plus, we would, next week we would have to officially announce Finn Balor versus Dream if we so choose. Plus, what the heck we're doing with the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah. Because uh, currently it's held by Pete Dunne and Ricochet has his eyes set on it. So maybe we have a match. Maybe we don't. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll find out next week on this very program. But Mikey, I don't want to leave our audience without uh, potentially ruining our hopes and dreams. Flawless. And there's only one thing that can do that. The randomizer. That is true. The oh, randomizer. The randomizer. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Vince, for showing up. Uh, I like how Vince is here now. Yeah, you know, no problem, guys. I was taking a break as booking Roman's next run as Universal Champion. <laughs> as Universal, we're gonna switch brands. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but I, uh, but last, like we talked about the Miz, we rolled the randomizer, we rolled the dice, Miz got hurt. But we don't want to... This is an episode. We pre-booked it, so we want to leave our audience with something a little fun. So, Mikey, we're going to hit the randomizer. As much as I hate saying it, we're going to hit that randomizer. And I think it's your turn to do so, my friend. As much as I said I want it to be something good, we're we're going to let you do it. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Because the randomizer tends to hate you more, you know, despite it still having a major injury for me, I think. Yeah, it usually does tend to hate me more. Okay. All right, I got it. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit me. All right. Hit me. Hit the randomizer has hit us with a match interference. A wrestler a interferes interfer- with a match. A wrestler interferes with a match. Okay, so their matches are Tamina Baszler... Heath Slater, Keith Lee, which I'm going to immediately say no. Yeah. Natalia Belair. Roman Miz. Kofi Bryan. Interesting. I think your potentials are probably Natalia Belair. Uh, maybe Tamina Baszler. Tamina Baszler. Hmm. What, what, why would, what with Tamina Baszler? Maybe a Ruby Riot appearance. Oh, maybe a Ruby Riot appearance. Yeah, I, I think there's the. I think there's an obvious um, point of saying that Charlotte Flair just attacks earlier in the match. Yeah, and just causes a DQ, a Bianca yeah. Belair DQ, and Natalia still gets to win. Mm-hmm. But you're right; that would be a DQ, and I mean, would... it, we would just keep the same result. What do you mean? If Charlotte Flair attacks Natalia. Natalia still wins. Oh yeah, what I, what I was gonna say was, uh, uh, then we have two DQs in the same night. Oh yeah, which is not great. Nope. Um, there's Roman Miz Strowman, which you could argue that we already have interferences in matches with Strowman interfering constantly, probably in this match. Yeah. And then Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, which I would also probably say no on that one. Yeah. I don't see Big E or Woods interfering in this match. Yeah, me neither. 
So what are we thinking, buddy? Hmm. I think the one that makes the most sense is probably Natalia Bianca. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte Flair coming in just a little earlier on Natalia. Mm-hmm. As much as we don't want to do two DQ finishes, I think that's the move. It just yeah. makes it just makes the most sense. Yeah, it, no matter what, we'll have to get another second DQ finish. Yeah. Unless we wanted to throw in some sort of additional wrinkle to the Brian Kingston match. Yeah, keep. unless there's like an interference that like the ref doesn't see or something, you know. True. Which happens in a Strowman match, but you know. We're not concerned about that run. Yeah. So Charlotte Flair attacks Natalia earlier in the match. Yeah. And causes. I think maybe Natalia has the sharpshooter in on Bianca. And then while she's holding the sharpshooter, Charlotte Flair comes in and just natural selections her or something. Ooh, I was going to say kendo stick, but I like natural selection. Yeah. I just think it's a cool visual of just out of nowhere, Charlotte Flair being like, wham. Yeah, and and you know, talking about uh, a, a concern of CERN from earlier, a potential concern from earlier, Belair doesn't tap. Yeah, this this protects Belair in the sense that now Belair isn't you know, being pinned or submitted, so yeah. she's protected in that sense. For sure, um, she still loses, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 better. Yeah, we'll see that then. And and not only that, Mikey, but like. The match has to be more even, right? Bianca Belair has to put Natalia to task because if you are doing this uh, and so focused on winning the match, I guess and you're not, and you forget about Charlotte Flair for half second. Mm-hmm. She gets Charlotte Flair gets the upper hand. Oh yeah, but then okay. she hits a natural selection, which is at this point has to do enough that like she's able to gloat that both competitors are down for a little bit. It's definitely not a splash. It's definitely more even of a matchup. Yeah. And, and uh, I think this actually helps a little bit more. If that makes sense. For sure. But there's a DQ finish, a second DQ finish during the night. So, yes, that is it for this episode. This 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 episode of Hit the Books. We have, we pre, like we said, we pre-booked and then we finished booking and we talked about it. And we got some matches next week. So I'm interested to see what we do next week, Mikey. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. If you like this, if you like us pre-booking rather than uh, booking during the show, uh, please let us know. And you can let us know on Hit The Books Twitter, at Hit The Books Pod. Just add us. Just tweet. Add us at Hit The Books Pod. Tweet if you like that. If you like that as a different sort of setup. And maybe we consider doing it full-time, Mikey. Yeah. Um. Because it's interesting. I, I think it's interesting. And the show's much quicker. I mean, what are we at? An hour? Over an hour? Yeah, just a little bit over an hour. Be cut down to be maybe under an hour? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I I, I think maybe we ha- maybe there's something here. Maybe who knows? But let's see what we do moving forward. So again, tweet us if you like this. At Hit the Books Pod on Twitter. Yes, please. They can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hit the Books Podcast, where we talk about uh, all of our reviews on pay-per-views, whether it be SummerSlam coming up or any AEW pay-per-views we've started doing recently. Uh, Ryan also has a show on there called System Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to give a quick rundown of that? Oh, yeah. System Check is basically it's basically a All Elite Wrestling preview show. Um, but that preview show is more of like a uh, Sports Center stats show, if you will as a preview show. Not many people do, do like scat shows. Yeah. Maybe they do scat shows. That was such a bad joke. Why are we ending our show on that? Why are we ending the whole thing on scat shows? I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, on our YouTube channel, you can you can God. find that. Uh, <laughs> we'll have a new exclusive sketch show, and you could <laughs> you can also find our uh, 2K19 outcomes 
where we randomize one of our matches in 2K19 and do commentary over it, which are and very, maybe some more stuff eventually. Very very fun, and definitely some more stuff soon. If you also liked what you heard, then you can please 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 leave a review on iTunes. Oh yeah, five star for review, sure. five star review or better, or better. Give us a, give us six stars. Give us a fucking classic Meltzer six. Six. Give us ball, a seven. Baby. Why don't you be bold? Be brash. I want I want as many meatballs as Olive Garden will send me, and that's seven. That's her way out of any bit now. I'm digging down for it, my dude. Um, until next week, we've got two. We've got two words for you, Mikey. Book it. Don't tell me!